Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Well, SmackDown just rocked instantly, didn't it? Bully meal. That was me rocking. Also, hello and welcome to Ups and Downs, the wrestling review show with me, Simon Miller, where I watch wrestling so you don't have to. Although, seriously, if you ain't watching SmackDown right now, you absolutely should. Because it began with Paul Heyman already in the ring, and I started cracking up, because he was stood there with both WWE World titles. Meaning, if you'd never watched WWE before and tuned in, you'd be like, ah, oh, this small balding guy is the world champion. And you know what? Someday we should do it. I'm serious. He told us that he was about to give us some spoilers, though, especially because when it comes to Roman Reigns, not only is he under attack on Raw, but he's also under attack on Friday nights. This is actually when I stared off into the distance and thought to myself, oh, yeah, that's actually pretty cool. He is a double champion. This is how it should work. He then turned to the fans and asked if they actually thought Sami Zayn could be the WWE Undisputed Universal Champion. And, of course, they all cheered. Now I'm just going to look off into the distance and dream. I don't think it's going to happen. Heyman then laughed that off and also gave us our first spoiler. Sami Zayn isn't here tonight. And I was like, yeah, whatever. What do you know? When he turned his attention to Cody Rhodes and he basically insulted him too. He was like, oh, on Monday, the American Nightmare was coming out here and being all like, it's not personal for me. It's just about the belts. Dusty must have raised an idiot. Shots fired. Heyman was also very clear to mention that without these championships, there is no bloodline. So put that in your brain. And like a telltale game, remember it. Well, of course, who appeared behind him? Doink the Clown. Can you imagine? If it was Doink the Clown, I would have fallen on the floor. It was Sami Zayn. He told Paul that Reigns' days as champion are over. And then started to go, look at you. You're here by yourself. Where are the Usos? Where's Solus Sokoa? If this was a couple of weeks ago, they would have been all over me by now. But the bloodline is falling into the mush pit and everyone is doomed. He also predicted that Solo will go off by himself and the Usos ain't going to be hanging out with their cousin when they're at home because he's crazy. And then was like, what's your deal as well, Mr. Heyman? The way you look at the head of the table is kind of weird quite funny. Sammy then promised that he would be successful at the Elimination Chamber premium live event. And as I don't think he actually is going to be successful, it's always worrying when a babyface does do that. When he hugged Paul Heyman, it was all like, listen, you don't have to worry about Cody because I'm going to beat Roman before that. Everyone is screwed. This was awesome, though, and Paul Heyman has to be the MVP of the week because that's now two phenomenal speeches he's given. Almost like he's pretty good at this stuff. And even better news, this was just the first segment of many focusing on the bloodline. The best story in wrestling. And then Drew McIntyre and Sheamus destroyed Hit Row. So I'm completely speculating here, but I'm going to do it anyway. Hit Row 
absolutely must have pissed somebody off. We did see them earlier in the day moaning to Adam Pearce, going, man, Braun Strowman and Ricochet shouldn't have been in the tag team tournament. It really threw us off our game. So Adam was like, all right, good point. You were meant to fight the Scotsman and the Irishman, so you could do it. Da -da -da. He didn't play a trumpet. Tonight, Ashanti the Adonis and Top Dollar must have regretted this too, because honestly, two minutes, Top Dollar didn't even tag in. And when Wade Barrett mentioned that on commentary, Michael Cole was like, it's a good thing he didn't tag in, because they would have lost even sooner. When the Adonis got Claymore kicked, he got Broad kicked. One, two, three, done. I mean, it was so easy, I think I could have beaten them. And straight after this, a Viking Raiders video played. And as always, just like, oh, we're Vikings. We're going to come and pillage your town. It's like, what town are you even talking about? But we are going to do that match next week. And look, I tell you, I was perfectly cool with this because the rumor is that Drew and Sheamus may be taking on Gunther in a triple threat match for the Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania. Big men slapping man meet. But it does mean beforehand, we've got to power them up like He-Man. Therefore, it's getting it up. And it was more Bloodline stuff next. Yes. For we saw Jimmy Uso in the back trying to call his brother Jay. And I like to think he did nothing for a week. And then he got to SmackDown and was like, oh yeah, we've got to have a tag team match. I better give him a buzz. We also saw a bunch of inset videos throughout the next match where he kept trying. And I was like, Jimmy, this was your plan to get to the arena and just spam your brother. Why didn't you go to his house in the week and have a chat with him, you absolute goober? Still, this was really good because it tied into everything else. When we had one of these black and white videos with Carrion, Cross, and Scarlet, Carrion was all like, man, I'm going to kill you, Rey Mysterio, because they are part of the Fatal 4-Way later to crown a number one contender for the Intercontinental Championship. And then he looked at Scarlet, and it kind of looked like they were about to kiss. Don't get mad at me. I am just documenting you what I saw with my eyes. It's a little bit odd. And then, well, much like my relationship with hair... This hasn't worked out very well, has it? For it was time for Lacey Evans, and look, I like Lacey Evans. I really like that Southern Belle character that we should probably go back to. But she came out here to do her new gimmick, which is just, I really like the Cobra Clutch. And that's it. That's the depth of this thing. If you try to dive into it, you crack your head open. She was also facing Carmen Harris, I think her name was, or maybe Carmen Paris. But it doesn't matter, because once again it went two minutes. She did get locked in the Cobra Clutch, which apparently is a terrifying maneuver that you want to stay away from. She tapped out. We were done. So basically, this is totally directionless, to the point if somebody came in right now and put a gun to my head, I'd be like, yeah, you're right. Maybe we do have to hit reset again. But we can't hit reset again, because we just hit reset. Very sadly, when I do search my feelings like a Jedi, we got to give it a down. There's just nothing here. It was back to the Jimmy Uso phone call dilemma after this. And as it turned out, he just kept on trying. I guess he thought it would work. Paul Heyman was also there, though. And this time, he was like, listen, Jim Bob, I just need to talk to you for one second. I was out there with a Canadian psychopath, and nobody came to my aid. What's going on? Once again, Jim was like, the phone, man, the phone. i got to worry about my tag team match. Given that everybody else was away, including Roman Reigns and Solas and Koa, Jimmy then said, hey, Paul, you can be my tag team partner, which ties into what we talked about a few minutes ago. But of course, Heyman said, no, you're on your own. And he waddled off. Coolest thing about all of this is that you start to go, maybe Sammy is right. Maybe they are falling apart. And naturally, we had the tease. Well, is Jay Uso going to turn up or isn't he? So look. This only went about three or four minutes, but I don't care. I'm in love with this. I want to marry it. 
up. Sonya Deville was then mad again because she found Adam Pearce and she was like, I think I should be in the Elimination Chamber. And as he said, what are you talking? You had a title match last week and you didn't do anything with it. This is when Chelsea Green turned up and demanded to talk to the SmackDown manager to complain about the Raw manager. And when Adam told her, uh, I'm both of them, Chelsea's face was absolutely brilliant. I'm a big fan of this character. She then went on to say she has facial amnesia or something. So I don't understand what's going on. And for no reason whatsoever, Adam Pearce went, right, here's what's going to happen. You two are annoying me, so you're going to team up and take on Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan. This was absolutely my face. Roll it. Ever wonder why TikTokers have a clip mic such as this one and rather clip it to themselves? They hold it in their hand when interviewing people? Well, much like professional wrestling, sometimes stuff just happens. But if you and your loved ones are struggling with sports entertainment, remember... You can call us at 0800 Stuff Just Happens. Someone is always waiting to take your call. Or maybe not, because <laughs> sometimes stuff just happens. I was then super surprised after this because it was time for our tag team title match. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. But it wasn't the main event. I was convinced. It also meant that it was Ricochet and Braun Strowman taking on the Usos. But of course, Jay Uso was nowhere to be seen. To the point when we got the ring announcement, it was like, oh my gosh, can you believe it? It's Braun Strowman and Ricochet. And their opponent defending the championships by himself is Jimmy Uso. So he instantly became a babyface because what a badass. From nowhere, however, he then pointed towards the crowd. And at first I thought he'd gone crazy, but no. Using his twin power in his tum-tum, he knew that Jay Uso was coming down through the fans. He got in the ring and everybody cheered. <laughs> this bloodline, they ain't bad guys, they ain't good guys. 
they're just the guys. It also meant that Jay and Ricochet started off before Braun and Rick came together to just throw everyone on the floor. The whole time, Braun was just going, rawr, which he loves to do. Ricochet also did a standing moonsault like it's a perfectly easy thing to pull off, which it's not, when Strowman got the hot tag. And his whole offense is just mowing people down. But it works. He was also splashing people in the corner like he wanted them to explode. When Jay Uso actually low-bridged him, he went to the floor and he followed up with a massive super kick. Ricochet then realized he could probably knee Jim in the face, which he did do. Then Braun grabbed him and power slammed him, which led to that finish when Ricochet stands on Braun's shoulders and hit the Swan Tom bomb. And honestly, at the last second, the Usos broke it up. One, two. We then used Arkham Asylum tactics as Braun Strowman was the outside being a choo-choo train. And even though he was going to kill Jay Uso, he just moved out of the way. So Braun went into Alan the announce table. When back in the ring, Jimmy did get hit with a shooting star pressed. But he hadn't noticed that Jay had done the blind tag. So as soon as Rick was laying down there, Jay came off the top. He hit the brick splash. He got the one, two, three. And that was a terrific finish. It also, once again, asked so many questions. What is going to happen now? Just you wait until the end of this thing. Uh, Prey Mysterio is then responding to Karrion Cross because he too is in that fatal four-way along with Mad Cat Moss and Santos Escobar. I was cracking up with this because any kind of match of this ilk, Rey Mysterio just gets thrown in. Doesn't matter if he wins, doesn't matter if he loses. If there is a multi-person match and we need a fourth, Somebody get Rey Mysterio on the phone and don't do a Jimmy Uso. We also then saw the Usos walking in the back with the brothers celebrating together. And Jimmy was so happy to see Jay when he said to him, So, word up, Us, What you gonna do about the bloodline? Clearly Jay had no clue because he just walked off when Paul Heyman turned up. And he was all like, hey, was that your brother? What did he say about all of us? And Jimmy kind of did shifty eyes and went, nothing. He didn't say anything at all. Whoops. All these moments are so damn good, though, and everybody continues to carry every single one tremendously when the madness continued because we got a big return. It began with Natalia, who had two things she wanted to talk about. One, she is in the Elimination Chamber, and two, Shayna Baszler broke her nose. That's why she's really happy she stopped Shayna getting into the thing because she sees it as revenge. Because around about this time, she had said Shayna Baszler's name around about 91 times... Out came Shayna. And this was mostly because Natty had called her a Ronda Rousey knockoff. And she was like, man, I am sick of that. Do you not see my own achievements? Do you not want to see what I have done? I don't want anyone saying this no more. I actually agreed with her. As it is wrestling, though, people kept dropping names. So all of a sudden, Ronda Rousey had her big comeback to Friday nights. And this was absolutely stupid. Because we pretended that she was going to get it into with Shayna Baszler. Even though the last time we saw her, who was she friends with? Shayna Baszler. So she turned, she saw Natalia, they beat her up when Shotzi, oh man, this firecracker, from the back went, well, I'm sure I can make the save, even though the wrestling mass was totally against her. Surprise, surprise, Shayna got whooped. However, the rumours out there are that Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey are going to come officially together as a team and go after the championships at WrestleMania. And I like that idea. We should have done it ages ago. I am giving it up. Right. Who wants to cry? Me too. Because we were in the parking lot where it looked like Jay Uso was about to leave when who did he bump into? 
Sami Zayn. Sami talked about the fact that Roman is never going to forget what happened at the Rumble, but there is a way out for Jey Uso. When he extended his fist and said, Jay, I acknowledge you. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm tearing up here. They also talked about the fact that somehow and some way he will defeat Roman Reigns. And even though Jay acted like he wasn't going to do some fist bumping, eventually he did. And then he just walked off. Now I'm going to level with you. This was the worst thing they could have done. But in terms of getting me in the tum-tum, I am giving it an up. And I can already see the writing on the wall. Maybe I'll just stop watching now. LA Knight also returned to SmackDown this evening. He wasn't happy. Because Megan Moran basically found him and was going to ask him about the pitch black match when he went, nah, I want to talk about that. I want to talk about Bray Wyatt. I want to talk about nothing. And he walked off. I was a bit like, all right then, hope you're okay. See you soon. Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville versus Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan was after this. And honestly, I would have bet my life on the winner. Now, obviously, I wouldn't have done that because that would have been stupid. It's just a wrestling match. I don't want to die. And I actually thought it was all right. It didn't go that long. And in the beginning, Chelsea and Sonya were beating up Liv Morgan for a little while. It was just so we could do the usual hot tag stuff to get Raquel in there. At one point, she was hitting a bunch of fallaway slams and going, Haha, look at me, I'm massive. Given Sonya had been ruined by this, she tagged in Green. It was like, I want to get in there. Sounds like a terrible idea. But eventually she did. She got powerbombed. She got hit with the oblivion when Raquel grabbed Morgan and powerbombed her onto Chelsea Green when they got the three. I looked around and I was like, it was a bit unnecessary. I can't lie, however, I am just entertained by both Sonya Deville and by both Chelsea Green. I don't even know what they do. They just walk around moaning, but it tickles me. So hopefully we can do something with them going forward. Giving it up. Emma was then telling Mad Cat Moss in the back that he looked great. So Mad Cat Moss turned to Emma and said, well, I think you're pretty good looking too. Once again, don't get mad at me. I'm just recounting stuff. The point is Mad Cat Moss is going to win that fatal four-way later. So as ever, somebody is lying to us. We then had a Charlotte Flair interview with Michael Cole because she was going to address WrestleMania. And let's just keep it nice and simple. Rhea Ripley has to win. This was the focus of the whole thing too, as they talked about how three years ago at the granddaddy of them all, it was Charlotte and Rhea Ripley. And on that juncture, Rhea didn't have the experience. So Charlotte did away from her. And if you're saying, I I bet they also mentioned the NXT title. No, no, they didn't. It was like a ghost. The point, however, is that a lot of time has passed. So maybe now Rhea Ripley is ready for the queen. Although Flair kind of like, spat this off by going, no, no one's ready for me. No one's on my level. That's when I started shouting at my TV again. I swear, you're like the bad guy in this situation. And Rhea Ripley is the good guy. Doesn't make any sense. All that really matters, though, is that Rhea Ripley does walk away with the championship because 2023 has to be her year. And then all of a sudden, giving Charlotte the SmackDown Women's title makes all the sense in the world. This should also be the main event of night one of WrestleMania. And I do like the fact we're shining a big spotlight on it. So for that reason, I'm giving it love. And you ain't going to believe this either, but the power of Emma compliments can steer you to victory. Because it was that four-way to face Gunther next week on SmackDown for the Intercontinental Championship, as we did have Mad Cat Moss versus Rey Mysterio versus Santos Escobar versus Karrion Cross. <laughs> yeah, not in my wildest dreams did I have Moss down as winning because he can't even get on the show most of the time, but he did. As soon as he had one, I was like, that poor boy. 
he's gonna be killed. Imperium are watching from afar as well, because of course they're scouting their competition. And of course, Karrion Cross and Rey Mysterio start things off because they hate each other. So on the other side of the ring, Moss and Santos went at it. This annoyed Karrion though, who went and got rid of Madcap, and when Escobar tried to get involved in his matters, he also got rid of him as well, because he was just so desperate to beat Rey Mysterio up even though Ray beat him recently. It failed miserably because everyone came together to get rid of Karrion, and eventually what we basically did is have this standoff and this little thing between Ray Mysterio and Santos Escobar, because that's essentially giving the people what they want. Mysterio got the better of that when he went for the 619, but this was when Cross was back, and all of a sudden, we were giving more stuff to Mad Cat Moss. I was just like, man, I thought you were in here some sort of patsy but you kick an ass. So we all need Emma to say nice thing to us before we do have an important task. And at one point, Santos Escobar had this great near fall after he hit the Phantom Driver, but Karrion Cross broke that up at 2.999. Ooh. It did look like Ray was gonna get the best of this when he hit the 619 on Cross, but Scarlet then tripped him as Karrion just walloped him in the back of the head. But once Santos Escobar got rid of him, Mad Cat was like, oh, well, there's a prone mask, man. He hit his big elbow, he got the three, and I was pleasantly surprised, and this was quite fun. But again, he's going to be absolutely crushed by Gunther. But I'm still giving it up. And bless WWE as well, because they ended SmackDown this week with another angle. And I love it. Because we were back in the Bloodline locker room where Paul Heyman found Jimmy Uso. And he had been on the phone talking to Roman Reigns. Now, he admitted that Jimmy was right in the sense that Jay did turn up. But the reason he's not able to talk to Roman in this dressing room is because you can't get a signal in here. And then he delivered another message to the Uso saying, I've chatted the tribal chief and we've decided we don't need you in Canada next week because you should probably watch that pay-per-view premium live event on the television because when you do check things out on the TV, you get a totally different perspective. Now, of course, this could have been a hundred things or two specific ones. The first of which is everything about that phone. Maybe Jimmy never actually tried to call Jay. But also number two, if you were watching Smackdown, as Roman Reigns was, of course, he would have seen Jay and Sammy do this. So now everybody is going to be decapitated. So as ever, it is 10 out of 10 stuff. And I have no idea what's going to happen at the Elimination Chamber. I'm still convinced that Jay Uso is going to turn up and rejoin the bloodline. But look at me. I've got all shrug emoji. This honestly was like a 35 second segment, but I do not give a flub giving it up. So I am so invested and take all of my money and mostly because of the bloodline stuff, the whole show is getting it up. Even though the rest of it was kind of just there, but I did have fun and I did have a good time. That's all I can ever ask for. Maybe one day a full head of hair. Now, please do leave a comment below and let me know what you thought about last night's episode of SmackDown. Like the video, share the video and subscribe. And look, there's a video on the screen, which is probably going to be an ups and downs video, maybe even from Raw, or maybe even Rampage, which I would appreciate if you did check out. Then make sure you go to whatculture.com. Just have a good day. That's what I want mostly. Go out into the world and go and absolutely smash it. See you soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.